Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this exciting D&D adventure. Uh, we're back after another, what was like, two, three, three week break? It was only... I never only? left. It's been a while. Time is an illusion. Uh, regardless. It was as long as others. I've forgotten if I already introduced myself. You did. You did. Excellent. We're off to a great start. It's going to be a great Joining episode. me in the chat today, we have... I'm Joe, and I play Ched Fleek. No, that's not right. <laughs> this is a train wreck. This is going great. We're, this is going to get all cut. Okay, Zach, so who are you if you're playing... Play? Wait, Joe, if you're playing Ched, does that mean I get to be the DM today? No, I've already said that I'm also the Dungeon Master. That's no, no, real. this is the special edition bird interlude episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I hope you have a campaign ready, Ched. <laughs> Wait, so Ched's running a campaign with all of them? Yeah, yeah. Ch yeah. Ched yeah. is playing okay. uh, humans and haberdasheries. The problem with this is that the only dice that we have are my dice. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It's all D6 based. Yeah, it's it's like Shadowrun, except the D6 screens. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, we're going to reel it back in. <laughs> I'm Joe, your dungeon master. Joining me today, we have... Daniel playing Shedfleet. Kale playing Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Falrock. I'm Matt and I play Leyland. I'm Waffle and I play Tarajugs. Who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time? Cut back to the ship? I think that's I about it, yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's we, a lot we, of traffic about. another magical item that we think would, like, belong to... Oh, yeah, that's right. Some sort of, like, it was at that cottage... And the, uh, I think it was like a fey portal or something, right? You got the yeah. magic social planner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but more right. importantly, I got the gauntlets. What is in, um, so the, my witch bolt stick is in the furnace right now. Is that correct? That is no. correct, yes. Yeah. What, was it the witch bolt or was it the, the crossbow? No, you guys definitely put the witch bolt stick in. Yeah, we put we ended up putting the stick in. <laughs> because okay, so it has Joe, been a while for me. Joe was rather adamant that the crossbow did not need additional magical upgrading. No, what I was upset about was the fact that you've never once tried to find an upgrade for it yourselves. <laughs> the, the one Irrelevant. time we did, it was like, no, there's We're nothing. Never, when are we ever in a city long enough that we can just go <laughs> shopping? That's you guys dedicated murder half an episode to shopping in the mountain home. And then we all of our purchases were immediately rendered null and void because we had to leave. Yes. Anyhow, <laughs> you guys got back to the ship, you swapped things sure out did. of the magic item forge, and then you went to the edge of the Great Wood where you came across a cottage that contained a magic social planner that seemed to be detailing uh, events from some far off place. Far away. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was like, throw it in the engine. And everyone else was like, no. Or I, some of us were. I don't remember the exact like split as far as that decision went. But we decided not to. It was pretty even. It was pretty even. Um, and I believe we had discussed uh, paying our dear friend Maravaggio a visit at um, Larry. No. Madam... Uh, Madame Leary's, Madame Lissandra's, Madame Lori, Lori's den of misfortune. <laughs> um, so as you walk back onto Teliferous, two things. First, uh, I need perception checks from everybody. Okay. 
I would like to preface this by saying that there should be bees everywhere if there's someone <laughs> aboard. Uh, crit. A two. Yeah, same. An eleven. Desmond? Uh, it's seven. Fall Rock and I are all. I got an eleven as well. Okay. Everybody except Terrajux, who is busy desperately trying to remember the name of Maravaggio's uh, master, notices that the fence post where Falrock had previously placed the apple blossom oh, no. now contains a very, very small apple tree. Uh-oh. It's like <laughs> three inches tall. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. This is great. Can I'm, we gonna, that? I'm, I'm saying it now. No. Yes, no. we do not. We do not want this growing in our Burn tree. It. Burn it. Why don't we put it in the upgrade for dominance? It's Guys, <laughs> can I just put it back in my hair? <laughs> no, because she's spying on us. She it has her actual name. Zero problems when it was just a fashionable accessory for fan art. You don't know that but it's causing it's a problem now. Just a fashionable accessory. It's it's also. Um, it's it's a radio transmitter that's that's telling Lady of Blossoms everything that we're doing and saying, and we don't trust her. All right. Nope. So okay, but we got to do something about this because I don't think that um, the way the garden is currently arranged, I don't think Ivy wants a tree there. I I heard her talking to Basil um, last week about like they were thinking about maybe an orchard over off over there, but. Over there, no. That's uh, that's where the petunias are going. So, well, hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> a, a tree that's just growing on top of the post. Yes. So it, it is just like a few inches tall, only on the post. Okay. Correct. Consider this. We Does get it a, even have roots right a flower now. Flower pot. Uh, you can't really tell. It looks like it's just growing out of the fence post. We cut off the top of the fence post and we just plant it in a flower pot. Problem solved. And yes, toss it no. into the void? Come on! <laughs> At the very least, we would throw it into the reactor. How's it know? If you threw it into the reactor, how's it know that it wouldn't like be growing out of the reactor then? Because the reactor destroys objects, it unmakes them at a fundamental level. Oh, eh, not necessarily. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you can the... back that up. Well, we don't trust Lady Blossom. Satellite box. We we might still need her for something in the future. Uh, with the remote. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. So yeah. we don't we don't want to burn the bridge, but we do want to distance ourselves. Selves. I I don't think it'd be wrong to put it in a pot and then put the pot right here where it I left it the first day. <laughs> All right, I go and inquire as to whether or not Ivy has a flower pot. Of course um, they do. Of course, of course she does. <laughs> what? Look, hey, I don't know. Maybe she's using them all. No, <laughs> I, that's that could be a like maybe I I open the door and she's like, I'm so sorry, Tarjux. It's succulent season. <laughs> <laughs> Every single pot, as far as the eye can see, is just full of succulents. No, um, they have a, fl- a flower pot. Yes. Okay. And I explain what I'm doing as I take this flower pot and I say, Hey, we're gonna plant a strange fan floral thing in this. So um if if this first flower pot is destroyed, we may need to reinforce the second one and then I leave the cottage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
right, and then presumably someone lops off the top of the post or we uproot this thing. That's what I'm – well, there's nothing to – as far as we can tell, it's growing out of the post. So should we just take the whole post and put it in the flower pot or – like I, – So, okay, so – like I'm picturing a small bonsai apple tree on top of a square fence post. Is that correct? Or is the fence post itself like flowering? No, it's like a three inch apple tree sticking out of the top of the fence post. Okay. I gently try to remove it from the top of the fence post. It comes up very easily. Oh, and it's just like a little mini tree. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. And I, I just cradle it's it in my It's trying hand. to endear itself to a swing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I cradle it in my hands and I look at it far. I go, look at it. <laughs> no, don't you make those puppy dog eyes at me. Um, you put that thing in the pot and leave it there. I, in the discussion. I gently, so help me. I put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> my bodily secretions. Uh, yeah, so I put it in the pot and I give it some dirt and... Uh, a but little... Desmond, like, wring his hair over <laughs> it. <laughs> that seems reasonable yeah. to me. Guys, like, you give it all this shit. What if it grows into a dryad and she's friendly? And she's like, hey, thanks for raising me. I will now... I Report will now... on you to the Fane courts. No! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Look, all right, Falrock, counterpoint. This flower has been sitting in my hair for quite some time. I would wager, given the continual and consistent peril that I am in, it has been drenched in my blood more than once. <laughs> so therefore, this flower could be hatchling infused. <laughs> Which means it is no longer under control of the Fae. It is now an independent entity, and I think we should name it. <laughs> And Farrakh, as you've been explaining this, his face has just gotten more and more scrunched. Like, he's squinting at you as hard as he possibly can. I think we should just... name her Lily. That's... That's an apple tree. Lily. That's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> you named your botanist characters Basil and Ivy. I, I, I sure did. And that's my prerogative as a botanist. <laughs> Alright, um, All right. so we're gonna get, we're gonna name listen. her Young's Modulus. Tardrux, listen. <laughs> Stefan Bolton if, Constant Jr. If this somehow turns into an independent dryad, do you not think it should name itself? Who are we to chain it to a Ooh, name that we give it? He's got Fall you there. Rock, did you name yourself? Children he's got the you there, though. Yeah. I'm just saying, dryads are a mite more smarter than we are. I, look, it I don't know a lot there. about the dryad life cycle, but do dryads... They, do we they could get dryads? into the whole sporophyte gametophyte thing, but that's probably a little too technical for our <laughs> listener base. No, no, no. Uh, this is what the listeners want. I don't think it is. Okay. You put the apple tree in the pot, you put the pot on the fence post, then the second thing that was going to happen when you got back to the ship happens. Great. God, what is that? Progress! Which is that Basil comes down uh, on the staircase. He, like, meets you in the antechamber sort of first floor area. And he says, guys, while I was doing a r routine scan of the tree ship, I got 
some interference. And so I kind of honed in on it, and there's a pretty... There's appears to be some sort of necromantic aura coming out of the forest here that oh, should should not be here. <laughs> and more to the point, I it's being shielded by something. And it Wait, is out, out of the great it's coming out of the great wood? Or? Yes. Alright, guess we gotta go kill some zombies. Desmond, would you please fucking use turn undead this time? <laughs> <laughs> Um, small problem with that. You absolutely can turn undead. <laughs> Not without a holy symbol, I can't. Oh, shit. No, I think you're actually right. That's fair. That's a very good point. Um, okay, well, never mind then. I know that's a sensitive <laughs> subject for Desmond, and I respect him as a friend, so I won't bring up why he doesn't have a holy symbol. <laughs> Look, his relationship to... His source of magical power is very complicated. I have a good relationship with my magic parents. He doesn't. I respect that. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a healthy relationship. Uh, look. Remember they... that one time when they flayed you alive? Yeah. That was like that was a learning experience, and that was like my own doing entirely. I take full responsibility. It's it's a very hands-off parenting style. Anyway, uh, yeah, Basil... They give me limitless power, and I, I, that's about it. Farak shushes tar jokes. Please, Basil. Finally. But yeah, Basil is like, I... That should probably... Somebody should probably investigate it. You guys are kind of, like... And he, he clearly hesitates before saying the word heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you... As he should. If you're Powerful. not, even if you're not, you know, the story storybook ideal of of a hero, you are powerful individuals, and if there is some sort of mass grave rising happening in the Great Wood, we need to make nearing nearby nations aware of it. Good save, Basil. <laughs> yeah, he's so, like uncomfortable. You want us to, like. You want us to blow the whistle, or you want us to go take care of it ourselves? I mean, Chad, here's how it's going to go order. down. We're going to go in there to blow the whistle, and we're going to take it down ourselves. <laughs> the same way where we stumble into every problem, we're like, hey, we should tell someone about this. And then we just go, eh, let's just kill it. We're going to get kicked out of the Great Wood. <laughs> like, we're, we're not going to be allowed to come back. We've already I don't know if anyone out. actually owns the Great Wood, but... To the best of everyone's knowledge, heroes. nobody actually lives in there. Oh, I uh, thought it was the elven... No, 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 that's still all elf. different. Look at your map, guys! We got a map! <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, well, let's uh, let's gear up. Let's bird up. And I bird up! I look at Ched for some reason. <laughs> for some reason? Okay. Um, Ched brushes off the awkward glance from TJ and um, starts packing up. Yeah, uh, I put on my pauldron. I I made like a tiny little bandolier for my D6, so I put that on. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Why? So I have it ready. Uh, just, like, what numbers it... haven't been rolled yet? You should, you should put it. You should oh. get like a, a bracelet with a hollow. Uh, like. Oh, like the trouble bubble thing? Kind of, yeah. A boggle game, but with the D6 in it. Yeah. That just mm. You can just pop it open and then toss it. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, getting a sling and just slinging it at people. 
that works. The True. D6, uh, for those of you keeping track at home, I've rolled a 1, a 2, a 4, and a 5. Okay. Is everybody prepared to go into the Greywood? Yes, but before we go, TJ, do you just want to roll the die? Because it's good. not going to be useful in a fight. So, do you want to just find Chad, out? How could you say that? <laughs> FYI, our last level up, I favored, I gained a favored enemy and it was the undead, so I'm feeling pretty good. Wow, that's useful. Were you like, yeah. are you planning on killing Maravaggio? <laughs> Just in case. I think maybe at the time we were operating Typically... the idea that Saskia was undead, but I don't know, maybe that was just me. I was like, oh, maybe she's a zombie. Typically, I mean, there's a 50-50 chance that we're going to have to end up killing some every person we meet, so, you know. <laughs> be polite. Is just Batman. Be efficient. Have a plan, to, have kill a plan to kill everyone you meet, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay. You Fight enter... Good job. You enter the Greatwood. <laughs> barring Make any other the exits preparations. And, uh, every living being within 50 feet's weakness. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Ranger Creed. Uh, you know the weaknesses of all the members of your party. <laughs> Do you, though? Because I am an enigma. <laughs> You're wrapped in, <laughs> in in a mystery. No, shrouded in mystery, wrapped in, uh, I don't know, a puzzle. Tortillas. Blah, 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 Winston Churchill, blah, blah, blah. Or was that even Churchill? <clears throat> I thought that was the Riddler. No, that's a quote about the Russians. So, what's the Great Wood like? Are these trees all the same tree, or are there a bunch of different trees? It's a very so, old-growth forest. You've got a lot of yeah, ancient, Winston Churchill. ancient oaks. Um, That's what we'll name the dryad. Ancient oak? Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, from Tarjux's point of view, that's a great fantasy name. Okay. Can I go ahead and do, like, any sort of like a survival check or something to see if I can sense anything going on. Certainly. In here. Poke around under bushes for any undead hordes. Yep. So uh, 17. You don't really get the impression that there has been anybody walking through this part of the forest in a long time. Not like centuries, but it's it's been at least a few years. Hmm. Who inhabits the Great Wood, or is it not really, no. It's, as far as anybody knows, nobody lives here. Um, there was a point in history where a large host of fae came out of it to deal with uh, a particularly unruly, like, orcish conquest. But beyond that, nobody knows if anybody happens to actually dwell in the Great Wood. Gotcha. So, as you are... Yeah, did Basil give us a direction... Yeah, he kind of pointed it generally in into the forest, not what way. Kind of just. I want to make sure we have at least some means of navigation, so we don't. We're probably going to get lost anyways. But oh still. yeah, we have a ranger. Well, we're he's fine. Got me. That we're, we're good. good. <laughs> we're good. Okay. All right. I okay. Think we physically, can't get lost. We have been highly criticized in the past for not asking those questions. So this is true. Asking this the question. Very very true. That's yes. Wise. Yeah, he kind of points you directly in. Um, he's like, I I can't get an exact beat on it because, again, somebody's trying to suppress the field. Right, yeah. But it's it's there uh, more towards the center than anywhere else. Okay. 
And as you travel, you, you're you going for probably about an hour or so. Um, Leylin, you continually look for tracks and stuff, and it's mostly just it's all animals and animal trails, under underbrush, that sort of thing. Um, after okay. about an hour, I need everybody to make another perception check. Um, hold another two. Desmond, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you have some kind of ability to sense undead, or is that paladin? Mm, I think I can. I rolled a nine. I thought, I thought you had some, like, 22. evil 18. sniffer. I think that might be a, um, like a cleric class. Oh, okay. Ability thing. It's kind of nice getting plus six on perception checks. I'll look yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I have a spell. One of the says, divine classes can do it, and I don't remember which one. Well, I mean, there's a spell I could take called like detect good and evil, but like I don't have it. Yeah, the range on that isn't great, as I remember. Yeah. Okay. I got an eighteen. Yeah. So, Farok and Leylin, you hear faint sounds of combat coming from ahead. You can't really get a good beat on exactly where it is, just that it seems to be coming from deeper in the forest. All right, are we... I look to everyone else and tell them to be ready. Are we rushing B, or are we going to do this sneaky-beaky-like? I think sneaky is the way to go. <laughs> I almost got At you to say see it. what we're up against, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I think I should be in the back of the party then, because I am not, like rolling at disadvantage, but I'm not exactly rolling or something to get any significant ahead, or do we oh, want to just sneak? I am not sneaky at all. Like, my deception is much better, so I could dress up as, like, a deer, maybe, but <laughs> I don't know if Joe would allow that. No, I want to be the back end of the deer. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I have time on the spot to manufacture an authentic two-person deer costume. You absolutely do not. Well, we've got a horse horse one we can modify. We will... Um, no, we'll... you have a horse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a pin in that, and we'll make a deer costume for the next time we're in the Great Wood pursuing undead. Okay. Leyland, I think you should scout ahead. Shed, maybe, because he can just turn into, like, a forest animal, but... Um, yeah. I could just fly. Oh, yeah, you are also <laughs> a bird. <laughs> we tend to forget that a lot. It's true. I mean, I just, like, I take it for granted sometimes, and that's as, my fault. As long as I don't forget it, then we're good. <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to, I guess I'll um, fly up above the tree line and head off in the direction that Leolin pointed out. Okay. And I will move ahead on foot. Excellent. I'm going to stay with the party because we should have someone who's making these perception checks stay behind for signals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ched, your overhead view doesn't really show you much. The canopy of the Great Wood is very thick. Okay. Uh, I will fly it towards the sound until I hear it just below myself. Okay. You do so. Uh, and then I will fly down into the canopy and land somewhere in the uh, the high branches and then look down. Okay. Looking down, you see a series of platforms extending among sort of like the upper levels of the trees. Ewoks. <laughs> there are... Oh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Go on. There are some buildings made of wood kind of built around the trunks of some of the trees. Some of the trees have um, what look like rooms carved into them. Directly below you, you see that there is a kind of large platform that has been constructed between many trees, upon which are uh, actually standing stone structures. There are five elves that are attempting to fight off a series of uh, nasty-looking kind of purple-gray sort of creatures that have very long claws and tongues. Purple, uh-huh, yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. And um, they're not doing very well because their weapons are basically just sharpened sticks. And as you're watching, um, one of them takes a claw to the shoulder and you see him start to like seize up and with a last bit of his strength he like tackles two of these undead creatures and knocks them off the side of the platform Leyland as you are walking forward you see an elf and two purple gray bodies fall out of the canopy and land on the ground in front of you oh dear god what do you do? I mean, we would have the dear god if we is, had a costume. Is, but... is the elf dead? Yes, very. Okay. I was going to say, god damn, high. they killed him in one claw hit. But, yeah, that's that's what I, I wasn't sure. Okay. He, he um, threw himself off of a platform that's like 80 feet up. Do the creatures notice me? The creatures are also dead. Redead. Oh, okay. Well, I am going to go and relay what's going on to the party. And... Come back in greater numbers. Okay. Yeah, so you go back, you see the party. There they are. Um, I'm flicking cards into a hat. I imagine at some point Falrock has confiscated the D6 because I was so intent on throwing it. Yeah, uh, sure. And I look up I'll and I go... I look up and I don't say anything because I probably can't see Leyland because he's, like, super stealthy. Yeah, Leyland materializes out of the forest it's like hey guys <laughs> like you're looking in one direction and i'm actually oh, behind you <laughs> uh what'd you find are there zombies um possibly there's dead elves well, or at least an elf that is dead i'm ambivalent creatures this. as well so <laughs> ambivalent oh look i've had some really good experiences with, with elves and i've also had some really bad ones we I'm should ambivalent. go. We should go check this out. Yeah, you shouldn't hold it. the bad experiences with with some elves against the good ones, or against even the ones you don't know. And I'm not not sure what Ched saw, but yeah, but I'm just they, kind they, of ambivalent Ched, about the whole. Ched's an a bit elf. more cavalier, and he's going to join the fray. Okay. Oh, excellent. <clears throat> there are three remaining. There are three remaining elves. Bird up. There uh, are purple creatures. There are. Probably six or seven of the purple creatures. Oh no! And they're like <laughs> they're driving the elves back, but they do not go beyond the sort of outer edge of this large platform. Okay, so they're kind of just holding the ground. Yes. Weird. Okay, I'm gonna go boost morale with uh, a couple. Who who looks who looks most injured? They are all equally battered. Bear totem okay. might. Yeah, I'll call down. Mm, 
No? I'll call that I'll call that a bear totem. I can only do it once per day. But oh, oh, I see. Okay. I will do it. And they all gain um, 11 temporary hit points. Splendid. They are completely and utterly baffled at your sudden appearance. What? Um, who are you? Who am I? I'm I'm back up. I was uh I was just flying the theory and and heard uh heard the you guys fighting. And uh what the heck are these things? Foul undead defiling our our graveyard. We need we need to fall back. I don't think even with your assistance that we can we can carry on this fight and they throw disgusted looks at the creatures that are like standing guard at the sort of entryway to the large platform. Fuck. Just dancing around dabbing. Okay. Worse, they're doing that flossing dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have to destroy them all. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I guess we're all running on into the fray. Well, we—they're uh, above us. Yeah, though. they're up there on the like upper light. canopy. Okay, so before they run away, I've got to tell them, "Hey, I have, I have some some that are they're also coming this way, or which I can go get. I don't know if they're probably making their way over here." Um, do you have any way of getting up here for them to, to come help you? Yes. Uh, follow us. And uh-huh. they... How, uh, sorry, really curious. Um, how far into the forest are we in regards to where we parked the tree ship? About an hour's walk. Okay. I mean, like an hour and 15 minutes. So similar travel time for the ship. Uh, probably faster I, than that, but there to... isn't anywhere to park it. No, that's fine. Um, I'm just saying, like, if I were to call up Ivy and be like, hey, bring the ship, it would be about an hour. Or, they like, can't. 45 minutes. Somewhere. No fob. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. Ah, I forgot that we're key fobs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to have to figure something out for that, because... <laughs> it's almost like I've put the autopilot subsystem several power bars deep. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Um, anyways, so I'm I'm running in and I'm looking around like what and there's just like nothing. There's just some dead elves and like a couple purple things down here. I'm like, where's where's the hot action? Yeah. So Chad, they they gesture for you to follow and they take you a little ways down sort of this wooden walkway between the trees uh-huh. to a rope ladder, which they kind of kick down. And Terrajux, as you are examining these, you are hit in the head by a rope ladder. Ah, the trees are attacking! Tarajux. It's vengeance it's for the Elven King! I, I could've I could have stopped it, but I chose not to. <laughs> I, yeah, I like to imagine everybody else watched this happen. Yeah. The ghost of Erlanthus come to take his revenge! Would you shut up? And I rub just, my face and like, I squint at this rope ladder and I say, mm. I, I, I just start climbing. Yeah, I call down. Come on up, guys. Oh, Chad uh, says they're cool, gonna need our help. I scamper. You scamper. Here we go. You arrive up in the lower canopy on this sort of interconnected web of walkways. There are three extremely battered, but slightly less battered than they were previously, elves and Chad. And the elves say, "I'm. We're glad that you're." here if you're willing to help us but we probably should talk to our leader i'm already like making the start of like the 
really dramatic gathering lightning motions and I'm like, oh, uh, okay, or well, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, getting paid for helping you seems nice. Um, follow... They can only pay us in, like, fox right. furs. Follow us, please. Uh, and as you're walking, you notice that there's kind of a stark contrast here between what the elves are wearing, which um, gore splatters and uh, claw tear marks aside is actually... I, I clean them up. Okay. Claw, claw tear marks aside is very fine, finely crafted dress, like it's wow. well made, which is in stark contrast to their spears, which are, like I said, sharpened wooden sticks. Yeah, interesting. How old are these elves? I can, I can kind of tell, um, not very well, but I have been looking at pictures of elves a lot recently. So. <laughs> no. no, not accurate. No. Oh boy. Do I do I have any sense of how old they are, given like that I know how old Leyland is, and I know how old uh, some of the characters? No, you, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I can kind of, like, linearly interpolate here. They're younger elves. God, I need to come up with some ridiculous names for these elven characters. (laughs) Tira Blackfallen. (laughs) No. They're probably of an age with Leyland. A little bit older, maybe. Okay. They lead you through sort of this uh, web of platforms. It's not a very long walk, maybe, like, less than ten minutes. Okay. And you arrive at sort of this central area with a particularly large tree that is both kind of carved into and also has a building built around it. So, I seem bigger. Okay. <laughs> um, that's that's great. Juxian tree houses not known for their ability to incorporate <laughs> nature into the design, but fine. I meant Teliferous. <clears throat> oh, is this bigger than Teliferous? No. Okay, yeah. Don't that's, that's, that's I, no, no, they I don't, don't know about Teliferous. No. Um, so, is this building like completely encircling the tree like a donut? Or just yeah, set into the exactly. Side of, like the shack. And oh, okay. it's also, it's like kind of open. There are support pillars. It, or pillars. It's kind of like um, if you ever go to like a park and they've got the little stands with the barbecues around the outside, it's like the floor oh, and then the ceiling and yeah, then just pillars yeah, okay. holding it up. It's like that. Um, a gazebo? Huh. Kind of. I guess you could, in theory, call it a gazebo, but it's more like a town hall. Okay. Okay. A really big gazebo. A large gazebo, yes. With a tree in the middle. <coughs> With a tree yeah, in the yeah. middle. Uh, and these elves bring you over to a an, a, an older-looking, not old necessarily, but more mature elf who is in a state of great distress. He's directing, like, medics. And there are apparently several injured people that need tending to, and the village is kind of in a state of disaster or emergency. Um, and these elves bring you up to the to him and say, "These we found these strangers in the forest. They say they want to help. And he turns to you and regards you skeptically and says... Did you just call us creatures? Did I call you creatures? No, I like I I whisper that to Falrock. I'm like, did he just call us creatures? Um, and the quote-unquote elder uh, looks you over with a skeptical eye and says, "I 
I'm grateful for the offer, but at the same time, I am leery of trusting strangers at the moment. You don't have to trust us. Uh, you just have to accept that we will do the job you need to be done. And I bow and I say hello. You don't. Even... What would cause you to not trust strangers? Well, it's a stranger responsible for our current predicament, as it turns out. Oh. Well, not all strangers know each other, so... Um... <laughs> and now you know our names, so we're not strangers. We haven't introduced I don't think we've told them his <laughs> names. Well... We really haven't. Just give him a couple steps there, Chad. I'm Daniel, and I play Chad Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Okay. Yep. <laughs> So he he watches this little exchange and he's like, "You certainly seem capable. Let me let me explain. I am Alaran Heldria. I am the leader of this village. We are generally a peaceful people. We don't, as you have probably noticed, have much in the way of weaponry. I noticed. That's a reassuring thought. <laughs> we are." Primarily self-sufficient, we rarely leave our village. We try to stay uh -huh. out of the way of strangers who don't often come through this forest anyway. However, we recently took in somebody claiming that they wanted to find sanctuary and thought they might find it here with us. They then decided that they needed to purge our village or defile uh -oh. our graveyard. It's a some sort of necromancer as it turns out, who is currently attempting to raise all of the bodies in our graveyard. This well, is Well, I've never fought a necromancer before, but there's a first time for everything. We would Didn't we Great. Didn't we fight one in the uh Did we fight the a necromancer? Desert? I wouldn't really no. call him a necromancer. Okay. He was more like a geomancer. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics aside, uh we would be more than happy to uh, slay this necromancer. It, or subdue. Uh, we can also subdue if slaying is not to your liking. He has earned death, I think. Okay, yeah, great. We're going to slay the shit out of him. I'd say, you, you, don't, you don't mess with some... We're gonna you don't mess with an elven... With elven... The fallen elves. We hold our dead especially sacred here and to have them raised as abominations is unpleasant to put it politely and using terms that i would use in good company yeah Ooh. we're good company <laughs> Shush. uh okay cool so is do we just have to go to the graveyard and kill everything that moves or is there a ritual that needs to be stopped like we're we're kind of going in blind here do you have the name of this stranger or anything he told us that his name was Lana Madra. We don't know any more than that. He's only been here for about a month. I see. Mm -hmm. uh, human or... An elf. Elf, okay. So an elf, but not an elf from the your village, from like the Edgelands, or... He claims that he is from Sildal. Ah. That he was given reason to leave and sought sanctuary here with us. Ah. I'm sure he was given reason to leave. Mm-hmm. This, um, this is interesting, because I've actually never given a lot of thought to, like, how Tarjax feels about necromancy. Um, but does Sildal specifically not like necromancy? I, I asked Leyland this. I go, does Sildal dislike necromancy, or...? 
particular. Typically, most races don't like, you know, fancy necromancy. Yeah, I I just feel like more than usual. Necromancy is generally frowned on by most civilized nations because they don't like the idea of somebody being able to generate an undying army at a moment's notice. But at the same time, there's not really anything like... You can take classes in necromancy at the Hall of Mysteries. Yeah, theoretical necromancy, like, of course. Of course, if anyone like, if anyone was like, "Oh yeah, necromancy," there's some interesting stuff there. It would be Jux. And a lot of the a lot of the applications of necromancy, yeah, and all drags in the world tend to be focused more on like the uh, the healing aspect, like manipulating life mm-hmm. energy more so than raising the dead. Right. So they say. Like, being a sailor, like, sailors are incredibly superstitious of like, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'd say most elves regard their their dead as quite sacred, given our long lifespans. So in, anyone who's trying to raise or defile them would be a major problem. Well, let's go uh, put all the elves back in the ground and then plus one body. We greatly appreciate this effort on our behalf. Um, actually, one do you, more do you have anything? Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to ask. Uh, you mentioned you'd been here for about a month. Was this elf staying in a room? Did they leave suddenly? Could we like sweep the place and be like, oh, did they leave behind items that we could investigate? I'm just trying to like. I want to get us any kind of advantage that we can here because. Um, they're kind of an unknown force, and magic users are tricky. I appreciate your attempt at preparedness, but I feel that the seals on our main mausoleum are being weakened as we speak. Oh, oh, I didn't realize this was time-sensitive. Okay, yeah, let's go. Sorry, that was not... <laughs> I did not get that impression. Um, he he hasn't... The like, walk he didn't... back was kind of leisurely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't bring it up. Um, he He says, no, that's... Not unfair. The nobody has ever broached the seals offensively before. I did not think it was possible, but he appears to be enacting some sort of ritual to break them now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we don't have time to prepare them. All right. Uh, guns blazing, everyone. Guns yeah. blazing. Yeah, let's, let's go and guns let's blazing. Let's go kill an elf. Okay. Uh, you travel back to the mausoleum. Or the graveyard, rather, and you see... Oh, shit. Um, sorry, one more thing. Ched, would you have... I guess Ched would have been the only one who saw them get injured. I was just thinking, because it looked like there was some sort of paralyzing touch or, like, venom. But I wouldn't know that. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, so you you make yeah, your way... Before, Go ahead. Before we enter the graveyard, um, I'm going to hit start and save my game real quick. <laughs> You cannot save while enemies are nearby. Just in case. Oh, shit. Uh, I head back to uh, (laughs) about five feet um, and try again. The sight of the city hall built around a tree. It fills you with determination. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks, DJ. All right, I'm ready. Okay, you make your way back to the, the graveyard platform, and again, you see that there are several actual standing stone structures on this larger uh, platform. It's a few hundred, like 500 feet per side, 
supported by a bunch of trees. Mm-hmm. There are several smaller mausoleums lining the edges that appear to have already been broken open. And then there's the large central one where you can see there is indeed a figure in robes who appears to be um, encanting some sort of spell. And standing at the entrance uh, between you and there are now um, ten purple-gray figures with their long claws and lolling tongues. So my immediate thought is... um... Is it, this mausoleum is is it open to the sky or does it have is this something where we could fly over these particular ghoulish figures or I mean you probably could fly over these ghoulish figures but you can't like you could land on top of the mausoleum how, oh how, so it is like a far, solid building okay how far away are we from the uh, the figure the the elfin the necro monster uh about two hundred and fifty feet okay. So it. it's gonna like cast silence on him, but you know you'd have to get closer for that. Okay. Um, Two hundred fifty feet, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoot. All right. Uh, post up. I guess we gotta just do this. Yeah. Are any of them near an edge? They're like all kind of lined up platform at the edge of the platform already, except for okay. so the the walkway is ten feet and it opens up kind of in the middle of the the five hundred foot edge of the graveyard platform. Okay, I'm going to not go across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to fly parallel to the bridge and about 30 feet out so that I can circle around to their flank. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody else, there are there are 10 ghouls ahead of you. Two of them are directly in front of you on like um, adjacent to the walkway. The others are kind of grouped up around them on the edge of the platform. How many could I fit into a five-foot-wide line? Let's say three. How many could I fit into a shatter? Probably (laughs) all of them. Okay, I think I will... Oh, but they're on, like, a rickety bridge, aren't they? Shatter it, we'll just... We can can fly across. Not all of us. How how close are they together? Like, how many feet apart are they? They're, They're pretty bunched up. Actually, is this the only this... bridge to the graveyard? Yes. So I... Are we, like, in combat, or...? They are not oh, yeah. advancing onto the bridge. They are standing at the edge of the graveyard, waiting. Weird. Uh... Well, they're, they're just for defense. Yeah. I... I shout, and I go, Hey! You in there! With the ritual! Stop it. <laughs> the, the figure pauses... And you see his head turn, and he's like, "I go, hey, <laughs> you're not, you're not part of the village. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I am ensuring that no further abominations are enacted upon this forest." And he Wait, turns back to his ritual. I. I... I don't know. I see well, ten abominations what, here in front of me. I was about to say, define, uh, ab- what is your definition of abomination? He turns back and he, like, puts down his ritual dag- dagger and candle. <laughs> and he, he puts his hands on his hips and he's like, did they not tell you why their dead are so special to them? No, they didn't really tell us anything. Hey, can we talk? This is a really long ways to be shouting. He... 
he steps <laughs> 15 feet closer. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. And he's like, no. as much as I would love to have an intimate conversation with you, I need to make sure that my work here gets finished and I can't risk you stopping that. So I think this is a perfectly fine distance at which to talk. Well, look, the best way to stop us from interfering with your business is to explain this because otherwise Before we kill you. Yeah. Otherwise we're going to have to get, you know, come on, look at us, buddy. We're an adventuring party. You know what we do. You, you know what happens next. <laughs> you know what happens next. If we don't have this dialogue. He, he snaps his fingers and like 15 skeletons come out of the, the empty mausoleums. Um, and he says, Sometimes it's I'm better we just see if I can still do, like, do without a holy symbol. Uh, and he, he takes another, he, take, he steps 15 feet closer again, and the skeletons form like a phalanx around him. And he's like, I'm, I'm perfectly aware of that. But honestly, I've already resigned myself to death, either from you stopping me or finishing my work and then throwing myself off the top of this tree. Wow. That's, Why do that's you need to metal. finish this? Uh, Lana Major, is it? Can we talk? Like, whoa. It Should sounds like you've got some hardcore dedication to whatever you're doing. I want to hear about it. He he smiles again. He's like, I'm, I'm already a dead man. I was exiled from Sildal, and this was the only real place where I would be able to find any ref- refuge. And after seeing what this village really is, I no longer desire to have any refuge. Well, I mean, hey, you from, know, being, being kicked I, out of Sildal isn't the end of the world. Like, hang we're, on. we're banned from Sildal. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, one, from one elf with no home to another friend, why would you do this? Again, did they not explain to you why their dead are so sacred? Them? No, they just said no, that you were so like you messing can... up their mausoleum and that we should stop it because it was time sensitive. Yeah, tell us why are their dead so special? I don't appreciate your tone, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> he he like polishes his ritual dagger on on the sleeve of his robe. He says, Ooh. "They." are so interested in preserving their dead because they eat them. Oh no, what? Oh no, you hit the nail on the head. You didn't so, even know it. I, yeah, I, okay, so for the podcast listeners, I as soon as um, they said self-sufficient, I was like, elven cannibals in the chat. And I was right. <laughs> and I go, what? But why? Sure, what? Ew, what? Why? The why? No, they... Really? The why I look over at Layla and I go, ah. That's a new one to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You eat orc. That's not elf. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> it's a very different texture. Everybody I knows. <laughs> I, w- I would never do that. I was actually going to make a joke about elf elf meat being vegan, but really it would be orc meat that's vegan, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we've established that orcs are plants. Orcs are plants. (laughs) No, none of that is true, dear audience. (laughs) And halflings uh, reproduce by budding. So, I almost want to turn around and and verify this information. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, 
So what exactly is it that you're doing here with your army of undead friends? Are you just gonna, like, take all their corpses away so they can't have their Thanksgiving dinner feast, or...? That is exactly what I'm doing. I will prevent them from defiling any more bodies with this... Granted, still an abomination, but lesser yeah, I was so... Yeah, by defiling the bodies. I will defile them such that they can no longer be consumed and then return them to the earth. Interesting. Okay. So you're just going to reanimate all the corpses and then have them dig their own graves and then just lie back down. Am I understanding this right? Yeah, he's just going to burn down their grain silo. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, <laughs> they're food stores. They're, right. they're, they're, oh, they're cupboards. They're, they're cellars. Okay, but like, their... is this? Are they eating their own dead because they like the taste, or because they're really struggling to get food? Because I'm not. I want to. I want to go ask. It seems like it would be really, really easy to live off the land in a place called the. They Great absolutely Road. could. Yeah, you're missing because all the animal tracks we passed. Maybe we just need to teach them how to fish. <laughs> the, the easiest solution here is we just need to slather them in peanut butter because everybody knows that elves have a like a nut intolerance. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not what I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Alright. Good lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, the the necromancer turns and walks back to the the entrance to the large mausoleum. He's like, "You can go talk to them or not. I frankly don't care. I will be finished here soon, and then I won't need to worry about it anymore." Can we just put a, a put a pin in this for this moment? Like maybe yeah. we can sort this out. Are you sure you know what you're doing? That. All of this necromantic energy um, isn't going to cause some kind of, um, I don't know. Um, Shed, he's a professional. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Mm, uh, mm. All right, if you know what you're doing, we'll come back, I guess. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't agree with that. It's like, look, maybe, maybe we can find a solution to this that doesn't involve a lot of necromancy. Like, Maybe we could or eating. Um, as far as I'm concerned, necromancy yeah, you, is like a greater sin than cannibalism. Yeah, have you tried burning the bodies instead? Yeah, I'm That's, sure Desmond uh, is like, oh, cannibalism. Yeah, that happens all the time on the ocean. We could also, we yeah, could, significantly less. We could kill him, but then burn the rest of the dead. Okay, out of character, and the reason I'm like really pushing here is like this guy would be a great crew member. No. No, it wouldn't be okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> God damn right. it, guys! We gotta start yeah, recruiting. Right. We could not, toss. Not we could toss. We, we could toss him into the. Okay, but no, it's like he's got a tragic backstory. He was kicked out of Sildal because he's a necromancer, and he has nowhere else. How in the is world. that tragic? <laughs> and in point of fact, just... you don't know that he was kicked out of Sildal for being a necromancer. No, he could have kicked yeah, out. We, they're we, like, oh, we, we don't like that you. Wear I don't your know hair if we can trust anyone, and that, that's what I'm saying. We take care of him, but I'm just then saying, let's like, he has nowhere else burn, to go. burn the why rest not, of the corpses. Why not give him a home on the tree ship instead of having him commit suicide after his job is done? It's, uh, anyway. it's unnatural. It's an affront to all life. We have to stop it. He he turns back 
to his ritual and begins encanting again. And I think that's probably where we will stop for for this episode. So, oh boy. thank you for joining well. us. Uh, I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for another Alchemist Club adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Our podcast is hosted on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Stitcher. Did I get them all? You got them all. Okay. Uh, and our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. Uh, joining me for this adventure, we had... Daniel playing Jed Fleek, who is suffering from a little bit of deja vu. <laughs> Kale playing Desmond, who hates necromancers. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Peter Norton, security consultant for the greater Greatwood area. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.